Today's episode of One Shining Podcast is brought to you by Cheez-It and Pringles. Hey, Hoops fans, do you want to play in a game with some of today's biggest stars with Charles Barkley or Shaq as your coach? Pringles and Cheez-It bringing you that chance with the Celebrity Crunch Classic. All for the win, sweepstakes. All you have to do is go vote for Team Cheez-It or Team Pringles at CelebrityCrunchClassic.com slash OSP. Visit the site for more details. Pringles versus Cheez-It. Pick a side, stock up, and go for the win. No purchase necessary. Tate, what was your... You know, I, I think we have to lock in our picks. Um, what was your final pick? Are you team Pringles or Cheez It? Cheez It's. You're sticking with Cheez It. Cheez It. Same. Yeah. Pringles made a good run throughout the season. Uh, a lot of news stories involving Pringles, but uh, I'm sticking with the OG Cheez It. We yeah. can't be bought that easily. Yeah. It's like if you're yeah. <laughs> send some more, we'll see, right? Yeah. And and with that, I would like to segue and tell the folks about CBS Sports as well, Tate. Uh, as you know, we are in the heat of one of the greatest sports events on the calendar. You guessed it, March Madness. And the best place to stay on top of all of the NCAA tournament coverage is CBS Sports HQ. What is CBS Sports HQ? Great question, Tate. It is the free 24-hour sports network that was built just for fans like you and me. I watch it all the time, and here's why. You don't get any of the hot takes, fake debates, and politics like other sports networks. Just the stuff that matters like nonstop highlights, news, and analysis no matter when I tune in. And if you enjoy playing fantasy or placing some bets, their experts are always dishing out picks to help you win. So check out CBS Sports HQ. It's always on. And here's here's the cool part, Tate. It's always free. You don't need to pay for subscription or have an expensive cable package. Just download the CBS Sports app on your phone, Fire TV, Roku, or Apple TV to start watching today. Tate, it is Tuesday. We are recording this on a Tuesday. I'm not sure when it's released. Uh, I, I'm just proud of myself that I remembered it. Wednesday. Tuesday. Yeah, there you go. Kyle's right, looking so, at me. He's saying Wednesday. People listening, uh, it's Wednesday, but we're recording this on a Tuesday, and that means one thing and one thing only. It's good guys. It's bad guys. It's Kyle guys. And thankfully, uh, all the segments, um, they work for the tournament. You know, like I think last year we we abandoned all the segments because it was like they don't really make sense. Virginia loses to a 16 seed, and it's like, well, we're not really going to do a Kyle guy update anymore. Congratulations! Um, yeah. they yeah. made it this week 16. Right. We they can do it. it. Yeah, we can Finally. do it now. Uh, so, but but then. The good guys, like, do we have good guys? We do have good guys. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, well, what about the bad guys? Do we have bad guy updates? And then you wake the up and the on? FBI is back. And Nike's and, involved. And, and that's God. what I was going to say. Unfortunately, this is not CBS HQ. We do have politics, and it deals with the <laughs> FBI. So That's the point of the ad read, as we say it off the top, is like, if you want not hot takes, not bullshit analysis, go mm-hmm. to CBS HQ. If you want all that stuff, right continue here. listening. Yes. We're going to get to all of that, <laughs> but first. Woody Durham. All right, Tate, as I said at the top, it's Tuesday. Uh, the NCAA tournament is going on. There are 16 teams remaining. Um, th- this is something that I'm reminded of every single season. This happens. Uh, I understand how math works. I was a math major for almost a full semester at Ohio State. Um, so what is I'm, almost a full semester? Well, it's hard to get into, really. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I, yeah, I, I, I was a declared math major. Um, I, I'll never forget that the, the teacher gave us an assignment. He gave us a, 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 an eight by eleven piece of paper. He said, "I want you to go home." I was a freshman, mind you. Mm-hmm. Like I, I, I scored well on calculus scores. I missed one. You know, while, while while we're here, while I have you, I missed one uh, question on the math part of the SAT. So I was like, "I'm pretty good at math. I'll just make that my major." I had no idea what I wanted to do with it. What is that? Seven ninety out of eight hundred. Yeah, yeah, something like that. Um, and I wanted to look smart. That was the other thing is like, I don't, I wanted to, you know, have a cool major and, and be interesting to people. And I, I picked like the nerdiest math major the on cool earth. Major. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Girls love yeah. 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 Girls math, math guys. Yeah. Math and anthropology. Right so, there. uh, I declared math major, uh, had no idea what the hell I was going to do with it. I just thought it would be fun and interesting. And then first class, like a, whatever, at some point, one of the very introductory classes I took, uh, the guy hands me a paper and he says, your homework assignment is this weekend. I want you to draw four dimensions on a two-dimensional piece of paper. And I, I went home and just stared at it. I was like, fuck this, and didn't draw anything. And I went back, and then I was like, I, I quit. <laughs> and that was it. So, Good guy of the week, yeah, Mark Titus. He was Here's out. Story. Not a great story, but uh, it's, it's uh, yeah, it was. I mean, that's a that's a tough proposition to go home and, you know. To be honest, I still haven't figured out. At this point, I should have yeah. gone back to the class and, like, looked at other people's things. I'm, I'm actually really fascinated how the fuck you draw four dimensions on a two-dimensional page. I never did get the answer. I never saw what Kyle, I was supposed to do. Kyle, can you do that? Yeah, Kyle, you work on that while we're doing the pod. <laughs> I'll Google it. You get back to us. That's your homework for this pod. Uh, that's perfect. 
Anyway, what I was saying though is, uh, I know how math back works. Back to math, we have 16, to 16 teams are left. I'm always just like, kind of, it's it's always like a weird thing after all the madness happens four days in a row, and then you take a deep breath and look at the bracket, and you're like, yeah, there's 16. It's it's just how fast it goes from like everyone's excited, we all have a shot, we have mm-hmm. schools we've never heard of play. We've heard of them all. We know all these teams, but you know, the, the general public has never heard of half these teams, whatever. Mm-hmm. And then suddenly it's all gone, and and there's 16 teams left. Now it's like, oh. That's it. This is it. It's R.I.P. Antidurs. It yeah, and that's where we're at right now. That was everyone was very excited Kyle, about cut that. that. Cut that whole segment of me saying that and just play it for next. Just save it for next season uh, for the next <laughs> tournament. I'll just say that every year. Like that's a. Oh, we um, feel bad. We lost these teams. Yeah. But yeah, it's a chalky tournament, Tate. That's that's the talk of the talk of the town. Uh, the the uh, not exactly an entertaining tournament, but I have been looking at all these matchups and getting very very excited. Um, and I'm not even just saying that. It's just like I I was trying to go through and figure out which matchup I'm most excited about, and I kind of. I kind of arrived on like Virginia, Oregon doesn't really do it for me. And then I started thinking about it more. Oregon's won 10 in a row. Mm-hmm. They've not lost since February, I think, at UCLA. And I know they play in the Pac 12, is it now? Pac 12. Uh, yeah. Okay. Um, but I don't know. 10 in a row is good. That's pretty good for a team. That's that's not bad for a power, technically a power conference team. So Oregon's pretty hot. They play good defense. They got some good ball. So you're already players. saying you want to get rid of the cow guy segment for no, next no, no, week. No. That's what you're already plotting out to the world. I, I'm I, saying, I'm saying, I'm looking at all these games and like I identified that. Like on Sunday night, I said the only game that like doesn't really feel like it would be that great of a game is Virginia Oregon to me. And then I started thinking about it more, and I was like, no, that could be a very good game too. They're all going to be great. So I'm excited about that. They're all going to be great. Yeah. That's what. That's all you we can say about all. this. Do we have any cleanup duty before we get into the good guys, the bad guys, the cow guys, and all that stuff from the Sweet 16? Because I did want to point out on Sunday night, I mean, we mm-hmm. watch, you're like in a haze, daze, malaise, whatever you want to mm-hmm. say, uh, after Saturday, after Sunday, after watching all the games. So as we kind of flushed everything out, I, I one of the things I, I saw come up was the Tennessee. Oh, Admiral, Admiral Schofield? Admiral Schofield yeah, yeah. had four fouls, and Rick Barnes decided just to sort of keep him on the bench. And then it came out after the game that it was a team decision, you know. It was an Admiral Schofield decision. He was, yeah, he really, he sacrificed himself for the betterment of the team. Yeah, very right? bizarre. But bizarre in the fact that, you know, we didn't even That's get like, to bring that up because there's so many things going on. So I do want to talk about that before we get to I the I admire rest of the, stuff. The, the decision. I admire the, the idea of being a leader and sacrificing as a senior. This could, like, he could mm-hmm. have taken himself out of the last game of his career and, and benched himself. I admire all of that. But this is like this is too much. This is this is too much leadership. You've gone too far, Admiral. This is too much. Uh, the story is basically he got his fourth foul. Barnes takes him out. Um, Kyle Alexander is basically playing his minutes for him. Mm-hmm. And then uh, uh, Schofield's like, "They're better without me out there, Coach. Leave me out." And, and and Barnes is like, "That's crazy." Puts him back in. Schofield misses a couple shots, and he's like, "Coach, I'm telling you, they're better without me. I can't play defense." Because he had four fouls. I, I don't really get that part of it. He was like, I have four fouls. They're going to go right at me because uh, they know I have four fouls. They're going to try to foul me out. So I'm just going to go ahead and so bow I'm gonna out. So I'm going to go ahead and bow out. I'm like, yeah. I, I don't, I don't, that, that logic doesn't necessarily line up for me. Why not just play? And then when you foul out, you foul out. Um, but anyway, it was very bizarre. I admire, we, we love Schofield. We love Grant Williams. We love all the Tennessee guys. Um, but this was, this was doing too much, in my opinion. But it is. It worked out, but like it almost didn't at the same time. That's what mm-hmm. I mean. It's definitely one of those things where, like, if Tennessee, if Iowa hits a shot at the buzzer to win, um, Schofield's like, I wish I was yeah, out there. Yeah. And I had my <laughs> hand up yeah. to try to block that shot. Yeah. Right. But it is, as we like to say on this podcast, a very good guy move for Admiral Schofield mm. to say, I will fall on the sword. I will be the guy. I will be the senior to say, I will put my, you know, I, I will put myself second, you know, for the betterment of the team, which is very Tennessee. They do the whole, you know, jump up and dunk together thing. Right. We are one. So. Fits with the mold of Tennessee, and that gets us to our good guy of the week. And I want to start with my good guy of the week, a guy we talked about Sunday night quite a bit. Uh, That is the coach. That is the head coach, Mr. Johnny Dawkins, a man that founded the Duke basketball program, if you ask anyone after the game, a man that believed in all things Duke Duke basketball at one point in his life. And uh, in this game, I will say all class. All class. All class, Johnny Dawkins. Good guy of the week in the sense that we get the shot in the locker room with him talking to the team. Mm -hmm. We got tears everywhere. And, and he goes around and he's giving the hugs to his guys. And like, I love you, coach. Mm-hmm. You, you're everything to me, coach. And he's giving the hugs. And then the final hug that they have before they fade out. This mm-hmm. is on the March Madness official mm-hmm. account. Aubrey Dawkins, Johnny Dawkins. He's like, you did all you could. You did all you could. Very good guy move. Could have mm-hmm. made that put back, though. I mean, <laughs> but. My goodness. Very good. So unfair. No, no, no. But very, very loving. And yeah. uh, I will say it was a very good guy move. It moved me. 
That was a great speech. That's why it's a good guy movie. Yeah. yeah, it was a beautiful speech. Beautiful playing against his own. Felt like something at the end of a movie, you know? Yeah, this is this you is. You just the, wish that they won the game. This is the definition of uh, of good guy stuff where uh, you had Duke on the ropes. They should have won. Mm-hmm. They definitely should have won. It's yes. not like we, we were close. We had a puncher's chance. It was like you should have won the game and you did not. Um, but you handled it with class and dignity and, and all that stuff. Uh, that's that's pretty much the definition of good guy. And you're playing against your alma mater and the, the the coach that you've loved forever and all that kind of stuff. And you're a disciple of, um, yeah, classic good guy move. The speech the speech was awesome, and it is one of those things that reminds you of what makes the tournament great. And again, I, along with me figuring out how to do math every year, um, I don't know. It's 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 weird because like when they show people crying, you you always kind of feel bad that these guys are getting put on TV and, mm-hmm. and cameras in their faces in their weakest moments when they're crying. But at the same time, it's kind of cool because you, you're reminded that, you know, how much this matters. Kyle's over there laughing. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you're, just, you're just reminded how much it matters and that this is it and that there is no next year for the seniors and all that kind of stuff. So, um, And the one thing you know. can usually say is, you know, you're not going to be plastered all over TV crying for the most part, you know, and not getting paid for it. Oh, wait. Oh, wait. Oh, and Wait. then the kid, the Northwestern kid. Oh, you he's see getting this? paid for it. He's getting paid for it. <laughs> he's getting paid for 50 it. grand, right? Are you kidding me? <laughs> They're donating the money, though. I think. I don't care. Prove it. <laughs> I mean, I mean, show, show me, Collins. show me when you donate it. I mean, that's what I want to. They're what donating you, it to Northwestern basketball, and I would love to. Someone needs to do a report on that. Like, how many people have said they were going to donate something, and right. then how much was actually donated? Uh, with that, I would like to plug clubtrillionfoundation.org. <laughs> Please, uh, uh, everyone, go to clubtrillionfoundation.org. We are starting a scholarship for walk-ons. Um, all of the money is going to the walk-ons. I am fronting not of, to your new Bugatti. Out of my own pocket, I'm fronting the administrative costs to run the the website and the lawyer fees and the filing with the IRS and all that kind of stuff. So all your money goes straight to the walk-ons. Um, Club Trillion Foundation. My Network. only hope is that in about two years, you come to the podcast, you have like a six-beat suit on. <laughs> right. <laughs> You're somehow a pastor in the city now. Yeah, it's going to be great. You're giving out turkeys yeah, I'm a like pastor. Frank Lucas. <laughs> Uh, I'm a pastor with like 300,000 Twitter followers. Now that would like, be a bad yeah, guy move. Wearing ripped jeans and a tank top. Yes, like. <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, all right, so I have, I have another good guy for you. Um, it's a man who has won two national championships in recent years, mm. but uh, he recently just got his ass kicked by Purdue, lost by 26 points, and after losing, Jay Wright was all class. He's <laughs> he's he's nothing but class. When you want, when you've been to the mountaintop twice recently, I think it relaxes you a little bit. Not to say that Jay Wright hasn't always been classy, but uh, I think there's a little just like whatever, mm-hmm. you know. Like, yeah, I'm, dust I'd, off the ring. Like, cool. I get to go on vacation mm-hmm. in March now instead yeah. of having to wait till mid-April. See you this soon, awesome. Cozumel. Yeah, yeah, right. I think I think there's a little bit of that with this. Uh, so after after getting blown out by 26 points to Purdue, letting Carson Edwards hang 42 on him, uh, he tweets, "Congratulations to Boilerball." An outstanding team that is well coached, disciplined, and very talented. Good luck in the rest of the tourney. And then uh, he proceeds to. This was funny. Um, there's a video. He puts up a video of Villanova returning to the hotel, and he tweets, "Thank you to everyone in the Nova Nation that made our trip to Hartford rewarding." Uh, and and then it's a video, and and the first person walking in the video is Phil Booth, and so you're seeing the shot from the crowd's perspective and you see like the team start to walk in. You can't really, you don't really know what you're seeing mm-hmm, yet. Mm-hmm. And the crowd starts going, boo. <laughs> it's so funny. Cause you think that they're booing. I, really, I generally thought they were booing. I was like, they got kicked. They got their ass kicked by twenty six points, and they got booed by their own fans. And then you see it's Phil Booth, and <laughs> I was like, "Oh, here at Villanova, yeah. you know." I was like, "Oh, oh shit." Okay. Uh, so yeah, Jay Wright now now frees up his time to. I I, I assume he's going to be in the CBS studio like he always is. It has been 10 years, Tate, uh, the last time that Jay Wright made it to the Sweet 16 but did not win a national championship. 2009 was the last time that happened. Every other time, he either gets bounced in the first weekend or wins a national title. It's interesting that everything keeps coming back to 2009. You know, mm-hmm. that's true. And then we got the top three seeds mm-hmm. in each region, first mm-hmm. time since 2009. So, uh, and, and that was a, a crossroads of college basketball in a sense because remember the next year was the 2010 title with, you know, Gordon Hayward and everyone kind of didn't know where things were going to go until Duke decided to play the one and done game. Mm-hmm. At that point, it was just one team playing the one and done game, Kentucky at the time. Mm-hmm. So that's a decade ago. I will say this. 
You know how we have bro downs, like in the South Park, you know, you got a bro down is figured out. Mm-hmm. I need a class off between Tony Bennett and Jay Wright, where they mm-hmm. just sit in a room and they just keep out complimenting each other in the nicest way possible as they talk about each other's programs until their heads explode. And they're handsome, those sons of bitches. Like leave some for leave something for us. You know? Who's the most likable coach between I mean in college? It's gotta be one of those two guys, probably. Um I think Tony Bennett wins it because he lost to a sixteen seed and was so gracious about it. Yeah, yeah. I'd have to think about it. Which which it's gotta be between one of those two guys. They, I think they're pinch- very Tony Bennett would never wear pinstripes. I think that's why he can't yeah, be number one. I think I, mean, I, think, I think it's got to be, be Tony Bennett because Jay Wright has won two national titles, and eventually you win enough people, you know, they're like, you're classy, we like you all right, but, mm-hmm. like, you beat my team, so screw you, mm-hmm. you know? And Tony Bennett right now doesn't have that. And also he lost to the 16th seed and handled You're classy, that. you lost yeah. to my team. Thanks, yeah, coach. Yeah, th- thank you, coach, yeah. Mm-hmm. So I, I think it's Tony Bennett, but you said that Carolina fans hate are starting to hate Virginia, right? Well, because he keeps to be a thing. well, they, they, he keeps winning coach of the year. So people in the oh, ACC, so right. ACC country is basically like, "How's this guy keep losing the 16 seats?" Even though it only <laughs> happened one time, I keep winning coach <laughs> yeah. of the year. Yeah, you know. So that's what the argument is. And then Tony Bennett's just saying, "Well, I, you know, I understand your, you know, complaint. Uh, I appreciate and, it. I, I'll pray uh, for you. <laughs> we're trying to figure it out as a program as well. Yeah, we don't want to do that." Uh, Jay Wright's also doing uh, Lowe's commercials. I think that that's uh, <laughs> that's interesting. The, uh, so Tony yeah. Bennett should do Home Depot commercials, yeah, yeah. and then we'll see what hardware store wins. Yeah, there you go. Uh, I, I wanted to give a shout out to him. Jay Wright had, is putting off some good guy vibes, though. Just kind of uh, he, he's in that zone. One, two national titles, like I said, doesn't really feel the pressure anymore, and he lost. He's like, yeah, whatever. I'll be classy. I'll I'll say nice things about the team that kicked my ass, and I'll go do some commercials and. Put on my three piece suit and uh, we'll get, we'll get back to it next year. And I'll um, be in the studio. And it'll be but fine. but if we're doing a good guy segment, we have to give an update on mm-hmm. good guy of the millennium, good guy of the the entire human universe, universe, yes, all of not human just history, our galaxy, yes. the, the greatest guy we've ever seen in the history of college basketball. Tim not Miles, bo- not Booby Miles, Tim Miles, Tim Miles. Who uh, the update on Tim Miles is? There's a video of him. The local news catches him getting into his car, like it's TMZ style shit. Can we can we just uh, say upfront about the Nebraska job? We have reported on this podcast if what feels like months ago yeah. that it is a done deal. Which it's is a done a, this deal. This is the new thing that we're learning about coaching hires. You say and you see someone tweet that's not really a, an actual affiliate of any sort of journalism, you know, any sort of branch of journalism. Mm-hmm. And they say done deal, <laughs> done deal, <laughs> Hoiberg. Is going to be there. And yeah. He's going to take this deal, and, it, and it's a done deal. Even done though deal. not even really reported, you know, Hoiberg is not saying anything. And Tim Miles, and this is weeks ago, Tim Miles still driving to the office, mm-hmm. parking in his spot, going yeah. to his office, talking to people, kissing babies, signing footballs, you know, saying, go Nebraska. And people are like, what is the plan here? What is going on? And then yesterday he drives to his office and is leaving. He's leaving his office, walking to his car, and as he's leaving, the, the local news is there, and they're like, Hey, Tim, you have you heard? It's have a you done heard? deal. Fired? <laughs> hey, Tim, you've been fired or not? He's like, haven't heard good news, haven't heard bad news. Uh, how are you guys doing? <laughs> he said, yeah, he, he, his quote was, I've got no good news, no bad news. I'm just heading home. And then he goes, the funniest part about this, and this is what makes Tim Miles not, like, he, he's a good guy already, but this is what just takes him to the, the, the strat, out of the stratosphere. What, what are the layers of... of yeah, that's it. Stratosphere. That's it. The yeah, stratosphere. Um, we're in the universe. Now we're in the stratosphere. We're, the stratosphere. Yeah, it's, we're, uh, we're in space. I'm, Kyle, how's that? How's that four dimensional drawing coming? <laughs> it's coming along. It's coming along. Uh, so, so Tim Miles. The, Tim Miles the, in the fifth dimension. Yeah, there you go. The quote that takes him <laughs> to the fifth dimension is he says, "Why don't you get me driving away? I'll take my time." So he's like, "I know." He's like, "I know you. You. You're the news. You want like a shot of me. You want like some sort of segment to do this." And he goes, "I tell you what. I don't have any news for you." But you, I'll take my time getting in my car and driving away, and you get a long shot of me like driving away. So you can put graphics to say yeah. Tim Miles leaving the facility, all that kind of stuff. He's like, "How much time do you guys need? Fifteen <laughs> second VO, I can get you that. Fifteen seconds easy." And he goes, he like pull, he pulls away, gets down to the stop sign, and like rolls down the window, sticks his head out. You need another take? <laughs> I throws it in reverse. <laughs> like, <laughs> And oh the wave, God. like the the what they capture on camera is so perfect because he literally like he has there's obviously a little bit of sun in his eyes, so he yeah. bends down <laughs> underneath and then he just waves at the camera like any mom <laughs> waving goodbye to their son on the first day of school. He was just so excited to say goodbye. Possibly for the it's, last time. We don't know. We don't know. It's a done deal. It's though. a done deal though. We do know that. The other thing I love about the coaching search is uh like as you said, the done deal thing's funny, but um with Hoiberg and it was happening with Jason Kidd and it, it happens all the time. The, 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 the guy wants to stay in the NBA thing. And th- that's hilarious to me that, um, of course they want to stay in the NBA. Every coach, like 
there's only 30. How many teams are in there? 30, 32? I forget. 30. 30. Yeah, there's 30 now. Mm-hmm. Um, there's only 30 jobs. I, you know, these these guys are like, I, I, w- I want to hire XYZ. And it's like, well, he wants to stay in the NBA, so he's not interested. It's like, well, fine. Does NBA want him? And the NBA is like, no, no. no. Yeah. So that's <laughs> my okay. new thing. I'm keeping an eye on that. That, that's a, that. that gets me excited when I see those headlines where it's like, Ty Lue, not interested in any college jobs, wants to stay in the NBA. It's like, who? <laughs> Speaking of headlines, what? Jason Kidd to the Lakers is now a headline. And I told you that it's on this deal. podcast. I told you that Jason Kidd wants to go to the Lakers. And I told he you. He wants an NBA job, yeah. And I will tell you the reason why it, it could possibly happen. And it's one word, your boy, LeBron. Mm. He loves Jason Kidd. Jason Kidd, people, people don't know this. Coach, For now. Coach, <laughs> Coach K went to LeBron when he got there in 2006 and said, you sucked in 2004. You sucked. And LeBron's like, who are you, dude? Like, mm-hmm. trying to tell me that I suck. Like, don't be talking to me like that. And then Jason Kidd walked in and was like, hold on, guys. Hold up a second. Let me bridge this gap. And he became LeBron's basically proxy coach. He didn't listen to Coach K. He just listened to Coach Kidd at the time. Mm. They became boys. And it's a whole Nike thing. So LeBron's pushing that out to the world. Interesting. And he was on the jump, which is basically... LeBron TV, and, <laughs> and he went on there, and Rachel Nichols is like, I know people have been talking about Cal, and I know that you can take that job whenever you want. He's like, I know. <laughs> yeah. I know. We know. I know. Uh, but I like that Lakers job. You yeah. know what I mean? They, like, set the whole thing up. So something to keep an eye on, Jason. Well, he doesn't have his he doesn't have his college degree. That was, uh, um, we, as we said, he does that, as, like we, he as said, expected. He's waiting for the NBA <laughs> right. job. He's waiting for the NBA job. So, the, so he's just kind of. Our hopes for Cal would be a, a default. I think uh, him. I think he was the one who pointed out he doesn't have the college degree. You know what I mean? It was like like he doesn't actually want the Cal job, but he wants to. Think, he wants people. He wants the Cal people to think he wants the job. So mm-hmm. he's he was probably like kind they're of interested sending him in online them. courses that he could enroll in. Yeah, and then he's like, "Wait, guys, I don't have my college degree." Straight and they're like, spam. It's, "They're like, it's okay, Jason. You don't need it. We're we're fine. We'll we'll be all right." And he's like, "Nope, I really need it. I, I guess I got to take my name out of the running." They're like, "No, Jason, it's fine. We come on, just come code." Like, well, Why? No, no. White King nope. stand there. What's I, up? I, I sp- <laughs> Oh man! Um, all right, let's get to bad guy. Yes, this is the big story going on this week, it, and and it, the timing of it's perfect that the, the games end. We have a few days, and now we're learning why it was so perfect. We are learning why it's so perfect. Uh, so, how do you pronounce this guy's name? Uh, he's apparently famous. It's Stormy Daniels' lawyer, Avenatti. Uh, Avenatti, Michael Avenatti. Right. Yeah. On that's right. this is on Monday at twelve sixteen p.m. Eastern. Tweets the following: Tomorrow at eleven a.m. Eastern. <laughs> We will be holding a press conference to disclose a major high school slash college basketball scandal perpetrated by Nike that we have uncovered. This criminal conduct reaches the highest levels of Nike. It goes all the way to the top. <laughs> all the way to the top. Boing. And involves some of the biggest names in college basketball. So everyone's losing their minds. I I, I check Twitter. I, my timeline's blowing up. People are like tagging us and all these tweets. They're like, here you go, bad that, guys. Uh, that tweet feels like a word scramble of every single time that there has been a released report about mm-hmm. corruption in college basketball. Right. Seriously. Yeah, every single is. word. All the way to the top. Yeah. The biggest names top in college basketball. Biggest names. Uh, major high school college <laughs> basketball scandal. Uh, AAU. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this criminal conduct reaches the highest levels. In high- Press yeah. conference. Um, yes. So everyone's getting excited. You're licking your lips. You're grabbing your popcorn because we're all idiots. We've said it a million times that every time one of these stories breaks, you and I are like, yes, it's happening. Finally. And, and then we realize there's nothing there, and uh, we, we we're, but we're too stupid to remember that. <laughs> we the can't next stop time it happens, the cycle. We can't yes. stop. Yeah, we can't stop ourselves from getting excited. So I'm really excited about this for 45 minutes mm-hmm. because at 1.01 p.m., uh, Erica Orden of CNN tweets the following. SDNY is charging Michael Avenatti for attempting to extract more than $20 million in payments from a publicly traded company by threatening to use his ability to garner publicity to inflict substantial financial and reputational harm on the company if his demands were not met. Uh, in other words, he was blackmailing Nike. <laughs> he was trying to extort Nike. And uh, this is all, This is what makes this such a fun story is that both people are wrong. And that's, that's what we love. You know what I mean? Like... Like like this guy I, again I I don't follow the I didn't I wasn't really following the Stormy Daniels shit I don't really I didn't know who this guy was Avenatti I don't really yeah I, I don't follow that shit so um that part of it wasn't interesting we should to me. get Tommy Alter in here right know, get Tommy get Tommy, Tommy to explain yeah, yeah. So, oh, Avenatti yeah. total dick I don't know who this guy is but yeah <laughs> fucking worst extortion lawyer out there 
there's no doubt in my mind he sucks, but uh, <laughs> so like extorting guys, like that's a big no no. But at the same time, Nike's not off the hook either because you know he, you know he has something. And um, yeah, that that that's that's the story, Tate. It's unfolding right in front of our very eyes. Twenty million dollars. That's a lot to ask for. I think mm-hmm. I think he could have reasonably asked for probably less and maybe got away with this. And that's why Nike. So at this point, the major story is he's been calling Nike and saying, "I got Gary Franklin." this California Supreme AAU coach mm-hmm. who is going to go on the record and say, I coached DeAndre Aiden, and guess what? He got paid. Mm-hmm. Release Take the that. tapes. Yeah, exactly. Um, and so that's that's the big story that he is trying to purport to the world. And, I mean, obviously, well, that's, not, what's, that's not the craziest thing in the world. Like, Yeah, we what's all, funny about it is like, <laughs> we know, dude. Yeah, yeah, we know. Yeah. He's still tweeting, too. I'm just looking at You're trying to get 20. What's he what, tweeting? Yeah, what's he tweeting? He's got, um, let's see, 51 minutes ago. The corruption at Nike was rampant with Merle Code and increased with his uh, apprentice, DeBose. After Code left for Adidas, those above DeBose knew all about the payments. Nike conspired to route many of the payments through a convicted felon. Nike then lied to the government. If Nike was cooperating with the government for over a year relating to the scandal, they weren't, parentheses, this is a lie, were the disclosures in their SEC filings, question mark. There are none. Wait till the SEC begins their investigation and starts asking why Nike hid this info from investors 46 minutes ago. So. God damn, dude, you can fit a lot in a t- 280 characters. I was going to say, like, it <laughs> is, is that one pretty, tweet? It is it pretty two cr- tweets, two oh. tweets. It's pretty crazy that, like, we can now, like, that's the news source, you know what I mean? It could just be yeah. one guy, like, like that's, what the, that's what the president has done. Like, yeah. you, if you have a Twitter account, you can basically become news. You're yeah. like, here's what I think, but also, it's fact. It's great. <laughs> it's, it's it's great for guys like you and I that that have to pretend to be journalists, and then we just get on Twitter, we, we find, read tweets. That's that's what our show can become. He called Gasnola, by the way, the, the Adidas bag man. He called him, in quotes, bag man. So, that, I mean, that is the most, I mean, th- that's the, other the most great, own brand thing you can say. The other great wrinkle about this is that he had a co-conspirator, and again, I don't know who these people are because... Mark uh, Garagos. Anytime, anytime I get on Twitter and there's, like, pictures of men in suits, like, with their heads down, walking out of courtrooms, and it's like, and there's some head... I'm like, I don't give a shit. It's all the same story. I, you know what I think? I think I think white collar crime. Yeah. <laughs> I think I'd like to go down to Wall Street and give all those guys a piece of my mind. Those fat cats in Washington, I'd really like to stick it to them, Tate. All of them, every one of them. Um, <laughs> keep your hands out of my pockets. Uh, <laughs> go listen to the JJ Reddick podcast yeah. with uh, Goldman so, Sachs president. So I, I didn't know. I didn't know. <laughs> Uh, I don't know who this guy is, but Mark Garagos is his name, apparently. But he's Garagos. The co- Garagos. He's the co-conspirator. But what, what was funny about him is that, as I read these stories, he's Colin Kaepernick's lawyer and Jesse Smollett's lawyer. And so we got, like, the, the guy who's, who's Stormy Daniels' lawyer. We got the guy Colin Kaepernick's representing. It's the Three Stooges. Like, who, uh, Colin Kaepernick, like, Nike does a big campaign for yes. Kaepernick, and then Kaepernick his, his lawyer is now in the extorting Nike. with Nike, and, and now his his boy is extorting Nike. They're on both sides of it, dude. And the justice, Ugh. like, all we need is like, where's Robert Kraft's lawyer? And we got the we got the Mount Rushmore of just like stories that, yeah, I don't know. Do you want to hear something <laughs> that's blow really, up Twitter? That's really messed up. Quickly on Justice Smollett, uh, Jim Cunningham, our producer Jim, a man that's been on this show. Uh, he saw he saw him on campus on site here on the lot. Uh, mm-hmm. Held the door for him. Uh, said he was a very nice guy. Totally changed his opinion. Right? Yeah, literally changed his entire opinion. And then he comes at me and goes, "You want to hear something funny?" I was like, "What?" He goes, "You and Jesse Smollett, same car." <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> Thanks, oh, Jim. Man. Appreciate um, that. Well, he ha- he'll be happy to know the charges are dropped, right? Yeah, the, yeah, the charges right. were dropped. Anyway, uh, Avenatti. Said, uh, is tweeting that DeAndre Ayton was paid. That was his big revelation. He said that Bull Bull uh, and his handlers also received large sums of money from Nike. I, I, my question is this. So he's trying to take down Nike right as the Sweet 16 is set, right as we're going into the Sweet 16. Right as they were having like a quarterly earnings meeting at Nike or something like that, too. That's why Nike, yeah, yeah, Nike yeah. execs were more upset about that. They were like, the tournament, yeah. that, that, that the tournament. Guess what? That's going to happen every single year. Which I guess I have now. He was like, "What do you mean?" And then, but it was the quarter quarterly earnings or something like that. That, that that's some Wall Street term. I don't. Uh, know. I don't know if you looked at the bracket though. There are two teams that are not under the Nike umbrella. Left. No Adidas teams. No Adidas teams. Texas Tech and Auburn are Under Armour, mm-hmm. and the rest are Nike. And uh, that's interesting. Few Jordan. I mean, for, well, Jordan's Nike. No, 
See, that, not so that's the thing. That's what they keep doing. The, everyone's in every one of these stories. You know what? They always do the big three because it's the big names of college basketball. So it goes, of course, Kentucky. Everyone starts in Kentucky because they're like, go just throw that out there. And Kentucky kind of likes it. You know, they're like, we're number mm-hmm. one. Then they throw Duke out there and everyone's like, yeah, it makes sense. Checks out Marvin Bagley. Then they throw North Carolina in there. And every single time I have to say it is not a Nike school. It's a Jordan school. It's a different, it's a different clientele. So Arizona saying, is a Nike school. So you're saying uh, Ohio State's off the hook because we're a LeBron school. Exactly. Congratulations. <laughs> it's called caveats. <laughs> um, we're that crown gear. Whatever yeah, you got. meanwhile, Oregon, Bull Bull, uh, is not on the team anymore. <laughs> he's, t- is, is he, he's not on the team. Is he, is he, like, is he like on the sidelines? Is yeah, he going he's, to, he's, he's at still the like in the games. Yeah, yeah. He shot. That's uh, good for him. Yeah. Can I just say like, yeah, that's pretty cool that he's like still sticking around because I feel like a lot, of, a, a lot of guys in his position when he, he was basically out for the year, like right at the start of the season, basically, right? Yeah. That's, yeah. Bo- both he and Sharif O'Neal, I would say both of them, they were around the programs at the games. Like I, I saw Bull Bull before, maybe the first round game, he hit like a half court shot. Like he was just shooting around. He knows he knows he's going pro. He yeah. knows he's not he's playing for Oregon fun. all year. It would have yeah. been very easy for him to just be like, Work all right, I'm out in California yeah, or whatever. I'm, I'm gone. But mm-hmm. he, yeah, he's sticking around the team. But uh, maybe that's a bad thing now because if, if this is... It's a bad thing now. Yeah. But well, let's be honest. We're, none of this is gonna matter. It doesn't matter. Well, what we really want, the, the, only, the only reason we really want this, like we, again, every time the tweets come out, the headlines drop. You're like, oh shit, the Sweet 16's going on, and we're about to get this big blow up from Nike, all that kind of stuff. If anything happens, it's gonna be months after the tournament's already been played. They're not gonna do anything about it. What we what we really want is that one of these teams gets to forfeit. Like we, what you and I really want when these stories break is like, LSU can't play in the Sweet 16 now. It's like. Michigan State gets a, a buy to the lead eight or something. Like we want a story like that. That would be awesome, but that's never gonna happen. It's never gonna happen. I mean, if Will Wade was still coaching LSU, maybe something like that would happen. Where it's like that he refused to talk, but they kept him in a position. And he kept coaching, and then eventually had to come to a head. Um, I do want to point out just in general about this whole thing. What a crazy like. Of course, everyone under the implication is that Nike is of course doing the same. Like Adidas isn't doing this independently. Under Armour isn't doing this independently. Right. It's the game at large. You know, it might be one small thing, but for the most part, everyone believed in the larger game. Well, that's where I will stop you. Dick Vitale will say, I don't know if you saw this. <laughs> Dick Vitale went on Baton Rouge local radio. Yes. Did you did you see this? I saw or, him did you listen to the interview? No, I didn't. I can't oh my do that. god, dude, it was so funny. He, How's it going, baby? He Baton comes, Rouge. He comes out of the gate and he's like, uh, the, the the radio host, and I'm sorry to, I, I don't remember their names, but um, the radio hosts were like, all right, joining us on the line is a man who's been with ESPN, just got inducted to Hall of Fame, just winning some award. Uh, you guys know and love him, Dick Vitale. And It'd be like, great if it was Theo Vaughn. He just yeah, hosts yeah. Baton Rouge Radio. <laughs> and he goes, uh, and first of all, he comes out and he's, he, he calls the host by name, but it's it's one of those uh, sports shows, local radio sports shows where like mm-hmm. the guy's named T-Bone or something. He's like, <laughs> so it's like just T-Bone re- and Knucklehead. Yeah, it was like really jarring to hear uh, Crazy Iron the Dish. He's, he's basically Crazy Iron <laughs> the, the Dish. Dish. He's like, uh, you know, crazy Ira douche. Thanks for having me on. I just want to say it's play, you know, he, it's pretty much how he starts the thing. He's and like then breathing he, really fast. <gasps> and then he doesn't he doesn't like dip his toes in the water. He's just cannonballing in. He goes on this long monologue before he's even asked a question. They're just like, Hey Dick, thanks for coming on. And he just goes on this long monologue about how Will Wade is wrong, but but yet Rick Patino is not because Will Wade was paying guys directly, whereas show me one piece of evidence that Rick Patino knew this. Um, he said it was perpetrated by Adidas, not Rick Pitino. Adidas was the one funneling to Louisville. Louisville had no idea about any of no this. Idea. Um, but Will Wade knew everything. How did this five star get okay? And he's just going on and on and losing his mind. And then, uh, and then, like all these stories are coming out, and they're like, Dick Vitale loses his mind on local radio in Baton Rouge. And then he's like retweeting it. He's Love like, it. he was like, it was a pleasure doing the interview. <laughs> Crazy Iron <the> douche. <laughs> Love you, douche. <laughs> what? <laughs> oh man, God bless Dickie V. I love Dickie V. <laughs> so yeah, he he does not agree with your assertion that uh, everyone knows what's going on, and, and that I'm just saying if you're Nike and if you're gonna get the finger pointed at you, you just got to be happy that the people pointing the fingers are the the lawyer for Stormy Daniels That's what I'm and saying, the lawyer yeah. for Colin Kaepernick. Is, you know what I mean? Like of all the people, like there's a lot of professional mm-hmm. people in the world that could be like, hey, I've put these things together. I think you guys might be up to something. But instead, it was these two guys. They said, give us $20 million. And they said, we're going to call the cops. That's what- <laughs> Guess what? We got the FBI on our side now. <laughs> That's what keeps happening in all these stories is, is that 
and it's what makes it so funny. On the one hand, it makes it so funny because it's the people that are ratting out each other. Like everyone's bad. Yeah. Everyone's wrong. Everyone's an idiot. Mm-hmm. It makes it fun for you and I to just like, we don't have to take sides. Turns out extortion is still yeah, extortion. Yeah. But at the same time, Nike's still paying guys. So like, <laughs> we're not saying like, we'll, we'll stick up for you, Nike. Don't worry. We got your back. We're like, no, Nike, you're. The poor judge is going to go. So wait a second. Both you guys are extorting on both yeah. sides. <laughs> yeah, a lot of extortion. Yeah, yeah, but they, but they. <laughs> and, then, uh, and then Avenatti pulls a judge aside. He's like, judge, I will ruin your career. If you're not, <laughs> if you're not ruling my favor. <laughs> I've got $7 million in this briefcase right now. <laughs> And now she's like, what offer did he make you? <laughs> We've got $15 million in this briefcase right here. Becomes dealer no deal. <laughs> Howie walks out. What's in the briefcase? Oh, God. How are they but not filming these things? I know. But that's why nothing's ever going to happen with any of this. Like, it, it makes it fun because it makes the content more fun that you could rip on everybody. But then at the same time, you step back and you realize it's just a clown show. And nothing's actually going to happen because, like, the people that are trying to take down the bad guys are also bad guys, maybe even worse guys. And it's just, it, nothing's ever going to happen, but it's fine. Cause we don't really actually need anything to happen. No. I guess we just need content to keep our show moving. So let's just we'll keep pointing right. fingers. You know what I mean? That's, that's the rule. Uh, we're going to take a break. We're going to come back, talk about Kyle guys, uh, talk a little bit more about the, the games themselves. Um, some getting to some other stuff, but first we're going to take a break. <laughs> Quick break to get aware from our sponsor, Sonos. Meet Sonos being the smart compact soundbar for your TV and newest addition to the easy-to-use home sound system. I just got one of these, Sonos Beam, sent to myself, Mark Titus. Set it up in my house. Listen to music on it. Brag about it. Brag, I'm bragging about it. I feel yeah. good about it. It was great. Uh, with over 100 streaming services and airplay, Sonos lets you play everything you love and enjoy music, radio, movies, TV, podcasts, and more. Beam is easy to set up. It connects to your TV with just one cord and syncs with your existing remote. Plus, Sonos app walks you through set, set up step by step. And with built-in Amazon Alexa, you can enjoy hands-free control of your music and more. Connect Sonos speakers over Wi-Fi and listen anywhere in the house for the action. Create the ultimate entertainment center when you pair Beam with the sub and two Sonos ones for truly immersive surround sound. Go to Sonos.com to learn more and order your beam today. That's S-O-N-O-S.com. Sonos. Listen, if you're going to brag about having Sonos, I'm going to brag about how I have a Pluto pillow. Folks, are you tired of sleeping on the wrong pillow? It has never been easier to get a custom pillow built just for you from Pluto Pillow. The guys at Pluto Pillow create and personalize pillows to your body stats, how you sleep, and what you like. Unlike traditional plush pillows that lack support or a supportive pillow that is just a solid block of foam, Pluto Pillows take the best of both worlds, a supportive foam center core encased in a soft, plush outer cover. This design can be combined in over 30 variations, and the best fit for you is then created from your data. Pluto pillows are breathable, temperature regulating, and always bounce back. Instead of testing dozens of confusing options at your local store or buying a one-size-fits-all pillow, opt for a pillow that is individually created for you. They sent me one uh, about a year ago, I think. I I use it. uh, That's exclusively what I use. I take it. If I'm trying to sleep on the couch, I go up to the bedroom, grab the Pluto pillow, bring it down to the couch. I I will not rest my head. You will not find me resting my head on any other pillow but the Pluto pillow. Sorry, Tate. No, I just want to say I I didn't get Pluto pillow. (laughs) I got it. Uh, Yeah, you got it because I put Kyle's address in for all my things. Then I Uh, complained about it last year. Then Pluto pillow reached out to me. That's a classic Tate move. We'll send you a Pluto pillow. I didn't respond to the reach out. (laughs) Great pillow. So now... (laughs) So now here, I'm in a tough spot. So now I don't have a pillow. Uh, Go to PlutoPillow.com, that's P-L-U-T-O, to answer a quick questionnaire and receive a pillow hand-built for you. You'll have 100 nights to test your pillow in the comfort of your bed. Enter promo code 1SHINING for $10 off. Go to PlutoPillow. Get your pillow. Get a good night's sleep. You deserve it. All right, we're moving right along, Tate. It's time for Kyle Guy segment. An update on Virginia. I have I have these notes. Number one, Kyle Guy and his career is three and zero in Louisville. Wow. Um, the, yeah, Virginia is playing in Louisville in the South Regional, so he is three and zero in his career. But he has gone zero for eight from three point line in those three games that he's played, and he's also missed his last twelve three point attempts going into this game against Oregon. So, so, and I will say, I saw a lot of chirping on the Twitter feeds mm-hmm. about Kyle Guy missing all these threes. He was getting probably more, I guess, eviscerated isn't the right term, but we'll use it right here. He's getting eviscerated by Virginia fans who were very upset that he was taking all these shots, missing mm-hmm. all these shots, uh, and and basically pointed the finger at Kyle Guy. And let me just say this: 
Don't you dare. How dare you? Don't you dare point the finger at Kyle Guy. Especially, we're in the Sweet 16. You know, you don't yeah. want Kyle Guy to be having his best game right. in the second round against Oklahoma. Right. But that's that's not for him. That's, that's not, not prime want. time. That's not what you want. Um, You don't want him, yeah. You don't want him playing well. You don't want him playing well. He's uh he's saving it for 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 later. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah. But yeah, he 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 is in a bit of a slump. He's uh he's got the Fletcher McGee situation going on. Um, another guy I did not mention though that that has flown under the radar was the uh, the Ryan Klein. I think he went one for eleven against Old Dominion from three as well. So mm-hmm. um you know this happens. Shooters just got to keep shooting. Sometimes you miss, you're gonna make the next one. And if you miss that one, you're gonna make the next one. And if you keep missing, then you, you're Fletcher McGee and you're over twelve. Or you're Jack White and you're, yeah, you're over, over 10. 10. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's you got one or the other in life. Uh I will say I, I like the Ty Jerome Kyle guy. They've now become it's almost like a symbiotic relationship as we as we get through this little thing. They're they're doing the press conferences together, they're doing little jabs back and forth, they're calling out plays. You know, it's like a little it's a little two man game going on. I like it. There's a it's a good it's a good Virginia after last year and after they freaked out in the first half, I feel like they kind of have gotten over a little bit of a hump. Not to say that this means anything that they made it to the Sweet 16, but it does feel like the, the buttholes aren't as tight, which is good mm, news. Don't want, t- 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 uh, don't want tight buttholes. <laughs> <laughs> Took a little too long on that one. Oh, <laughs> uh, man. Um, how do we feel about this game, though? Virginia is an eight-and-a-half-point favorite against Oregon. Um, it is the largest spread of all the games, like I said, uh, when I was looking at all the games as as the matchups were happening on Sunday night, and I, I was looking through, I was like, yeah, that's probably the one I'm not really that interested in. Vegas is kind of backing me with that and saying that this is the the biggest spread. And, you know, eight and a half point spread for Virginia might as well be a 20 point spread. Um, but I actually I actually think this could be a good game. I hope it's not. I hope Virginia wins it. I'm, I'm going on record to say it. I'm, I'm pulling for Virginia to win it, not just because... I've been a Virginia believer for the last however many years, and uh, it's been a tough go for guys like me. Mm-hmm. But I do think it'd be the best story. I think Virginia winning it after losing to a 16 seed, being down at halftime against a 16 seed the next season, and then winning the national championship would be incredible. And uh, and also, I'm cheering for a program who's never won a title. That's the other thing. I I said we we had, what it's been since 2006 since that's happened. Mm-hmm. I want that to happen this year. I want, you want I want the a Florida program. moment. Yeah. Yeah. I want I want a new champion. Mm-hmm. That's what I want. So. I do too. And in, in the sense that Ralph Sampson and everything that he did at Virginia, all the national player of the years, all the NIT wins that don't translate nowadays because the mm-hmm. NIT doesn't matter. Just like the old, you know, it, it's a very old Big East thing to say about NIT titles, but we remember those times. Uh, I also want to point out quickly about Oregon. We we did bad guys, we did good guys. We should do BAD guys, bad guys. Coach of UC Irvine. Oh, yeah, yeah, this that's thing right. That came yeah. out. So Lewis King, who was on uh, Oregon, obviously, he was getting called by the coach of the Anteaters. They, he was calling him Louis Queen. <laughs> so I guess get in his head. That was like a, a way to, to get after him. And then after the game, I mean, it's one thing to do it. Like, I'm sure Mick Cronin, like, God knows what he was saying, you know, to J.P. McCura last year. But he would right. never go after the game and be like, yeah, I did call him. Insert he that. called him J.P.P. <laughs> <laughs> JPP oh, head. <laughs> yes. Uh, That's I can, why. But Queen, like, he was like laughing about it. He's like, he's, he's like, yeah, I called him Queen. I'm not laughing because I think it's okay. Like, it's, it's, he shouldn't do this, but uh, I'm laughing because it's like, it's, it's out of the playbook of a first grader. Yeah. <laughs> it's, 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 it's wild, it's wild to laugh about it. Yeah. It's wild to like brag about it in the press conference. And then think yeah. of the media there is going to be like, nice one, coach. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> Got him. Got him, bro. High five him. <laughs> <laughs> He's like running, and then he in his press conference just knocks down some bottles just just because, and then kicks the door open. And yeah, um, yeah, that's a bad guy move for that's sure. A, that's a bad guy move. But that was a quick tangent on the uh, Oregon <laughs> play in Virginia. Just had to point that out. <laughs> but it is it is funny. It's fu- it's funny not for the reason he thinks it's funny. It's funny like I'm not laughing with you. I'm laughing at you definitely directly at yeah, you directly at you that you think that pointing that is laughing. a good idea. Yeah. Yes, and also I mean it's kind of favorable to be called queen these days. That's what you know. It's like, <laughs> You sound like his. his what, what was his excuse? Because he, he I thought had he had no excuse. He laughed at them and said, "Yeah, I did it." And I I'll thought do he it had, again. I thought he came up with something like that where he was <laughs> like, "I liked it." Where he was like, <laughs> I, "I thought he come up. I thought he really did come up with some excuse like that." Where he was like, "How come people can tweet at Beyonce, yes, Queen, but when I call him, oh when, my God. he didn't say that." But I thought it was like something. Oh, okay. he, oh. I thought he tried to get out of it. He in may some have. Way. I mean, um, I hope so. It's like, better than laughing and high fiving yourself and patting yourself on the back. I th- I really do think he had something where I was like. uh, Oh, I'm sorry. Is Queen not royalty? Does that not? Am I, was I not calling him a? He did do that. He said like <laughs> I, he he tried to spin it as though he was complimenting him. He was like, we were saying he was really good, and 
Never mind that his last name's King. That would, that would accomplish the exact same thing. Uh, a king is also a royal, sir. Okay, I'll get back to the drawing board. Give me, <laughs> give me two days, and I'll have an excuse ready for you. Um, yeah, I, I think Oregon could give Louisville or Louisville. They're playing in Louisville. Uh, Oregon could give Virginia a good game, um, but I, I, I don't know. Virginia, I, I still think Virginia's going to win. Again, Oregon, Oregon is does the, have my attention. They are the Cinderella. Of the we've, we've been ripping on Pac-12 all season. I haven't really watched a ton of Oregon, but I've watched it. I've watched a few of the games. Um, you know, I've, I've obviously watched them in the tournament. I watched the Pac-12 championship. Or I had it on. Um. <laughs> I want to see who Pritchard guards. Between yeah, Jerome, that'll be interesting. Guy, all the, I mean, because I think he could get in guys. I mean, I think he could bother guy just following him around. But also, you know, Ty Jerome's a six four, six five kid, so that's a bad matchup for him. Bad so, matchup. Um, take him down to the post, Ty. Yeah. Uh, all right, moving on, Kyle. Yeah. Do you have a guy? Have you been watching any of these tournament games? <laughs> I have been watching a few, believe it or not. I even watched this one at my house. Wow. Um. So this is going to be the Iowa Tennessee game, and I like I'm down with Tennessee. You were up. Yeah. This yeah. game started at 9.15 our time. Yeah, so West you know Coast. I caught the end of it. Yes. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> He's like, damn, Iowa's been playing great today. Yeah, <laughs> like, what, a, what a great game. And then and then you're like, I don't understand why everyone's freaking out that, 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 that Iowa just tied the game. That's weird. <laughs> well, that I mean, that part was fucking exciting. It was. but um, So I think it's going to be Jordan Bohannon, but I'm just like, he was more shooting threes, right? I just remember like the threes were big and then they were like complimented with like a couple sweet like finishes. Luca Garza. You so like I think the big it was guy. probably, yeah, but it could have been Wise Camp too, right? It could have been a couple people. I, it's early. It could have. So, why, so the, definitely Iowa Bohannon, white guys. Def, is, is, yeah, the white guys. The white sure. guys on Iowa. It, it, can't, it can't be Wise Camp because he forgot to call it. He didn't even try to call the timeout when he got the rebound after mm-hmm. the miss. Like he was so bewildered that they actually had overtime. He just kind of was like, oh shit, let's go yeah, to overtime. Yeah. So can't that get was the fucking camp. exciting though. That yeah. was really great. It was a great game. Yeah. Congratulations to Tennessee. Congratulations yeah. to Garza, Bohannon, Wise Camp. The big three for Kyle. <laughs> The white guys. The white guys of Iowa. I don't know any of their names. I can't distinguish them from each other, but I like them. Signed, all. America. Yes. <laughs> there you go. Cool. Very good. Yeah. Good Good pick, Kyle. Pick a team that's not in the tournament anymore. That's, that's exciting. People love that. Almost. That um, was. That, that was. That once was. All right. Cal's guy update. We got to talk about Kentucky a little bit. PJ Washington, uh, the story was that, the story as of last night, again, we're recording this on Tuesday, um, was that he is going to get his cast off today. I don't know what that means other than he's going to get his cast off. I don't that doesn't necessarily mean he's going to play. I don't think he's going to play against Houston. Um, I say that just with no information whatsoever, but it just feels like he's not going to play. And they're just kind of dragging it out, hoping for the best. Uh that changes everything. <laughs> that changes um it changes everything in the sense that at the start of the tournament when the first news came out, it was Cal basically saying, We think PJ is fine. But we want him to go see another. It was a very good guy movie. He's like, we want him to go see another specialist because we're worried about his long term future. So we're going to go send him to this other doctor. He goes and does that. Comes back. Now he's not playing. Now he's in the cast or boot, whatever he's right. in. Now we're waiting for that to play out. You can see that Cal is getting a little concerned. A little. Well, and he's praising Reed Travis after the game, basically as if to say, you have to be the number one guy right. for us now. You know, like and all, he does. All, yeah, all signs point he to now you, does. Reed. Yes, I think Houston's guards are incredible. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's obviously what makes them so good. Um, I think Kentucky's guards are good enough to neutralize. Like th- those guard matchups are going to be fun. Uh, and PJ Washington would be the thing that pushes Kentucky over the top and makes Kentucky obviously better than Houston. I still think Kentucky's a better team than Houston and should win, um, but. If they had PJ Washington, I'd be like, "Yeah, Kentucky's good. They'll they'll be fine in this game." And they don't, probably, or do they? Mm. Hmm. We'll see. I don't know. We'll see. But uh, that's something to keep an eye on. So Cal's guy, uh, we didn't talk about this enough with the Waffer game because we were too busy talking about Fletcher McGee missing <laughs> shots that we didn't even compliment Tyler Hero for guarding him, um, which I felt was a was a a mistake on our part. Oh, uh, we because we, we we did bring up the point like when we, we were, brought it up on the Friday before because we were talking we about were going like, into the game. Gonna guard? Yeah, who are they going to guard? And yeah. we we who which guy on Kentucky because all the guards are, are hero good will no Fletcher's game. Yeah, and we said hero will no Fletcher's game, and that would be the guy. And he did guard him, and he shut him out over twelve from the three point line. Um, so Cal's so guy should be Fletcher be McGee, around. right? Yeah, yeah, yes. Yes. There's no way he's here without Fletcher McGee going over pretty much. Or we could do Cal's guy as uh, Jason Kidd, like. Cal, yeah, Berkeley. Like, yeah, Berkeley. guy. Cal Berkeley's guy. <laughs> it's a white king for now. Actually, not even anymore. No retains. Uh, yep, so we got that. Is there, I mean, should we just run through the rest of the games? I mean, yeah, let's gonna... go through the rest of the games. Give your thoughts. Um, Can we start with, we'll just start with the first game, right? Florida State-Gonzaga. This is the game that uh, in our bracket, our one-shining pod bracket we had. Of course, this is a bad matchup. So we had Florida State taking down the Zags. 
Mm-hmm. And then surprisingly, Gonzaga is still going to the final four. Surprisingly, so yep. Gonzaga going on. So no matter what happens, team. we're probably going to win here. Uh, Hottest team in the tournament versus best team so far in the tournament. I would say. I think. I think Florida State is playing some of the best basketball. The hottest, you could say. Gonzaga, the best. That's what they're going to say on television when they talk about this game. But I, I do think on the interior, this is going to be an absolute battle between yes. Clark, Hachimura, Kabangali, Kumaji, all those guys. It's going to be incredible. A lot of vowels. I, I like Gonzaga because, um, and this, because the, the more I thought about it, F- Florida State, part of what makes them so good is how overwhelming they are with their size and length and athleticism. And I think Gonzaga can match. Like, Gonzaga does have the horses to match Florida State in the front court, like you said. That Killian, the whole idea, I mean, for God's sakes, Killian Tilly comes off the bench. And I know mm-hmm. he's not the same player that he was and he has been and we thought he was going to be. He's been dealing with his injuries all year. But just the fact that you can say that about Gonzaga, and it's not it's not a situation where it's like Zach Collins comes off the bench, even though he's better, but it's like Karnowski fits better with what they're trying to do, and he's mm. the senior, and it's kind of a weird thing. Um, he comes off the bench because he's not as good as the other guys, and that's insane that, that Gonzaga is that talented. So uh, I wouldn't be shocked if Florida State won. Um, I'm not shocked by anything in, the, in this tournament. That's what it, it's, we're going to be... Um, these matchups are so exciting because any any of these teams can beat any of these other teams. They're all very, very good. So I would not be shocked if Florida State won. But I think what makes Florida State so good is that they are long. They are athletic. They they are overwhelming. And But I also think Gonzaga is too, and they'll be all right. Yeah, Phil Kofer so. not playing in this game, <clears throat> dealing with uh, the death of his father. So uh, Leonard Hamilton was really – it was very uh, very heartwarming to hear him talk about that situation and them, you know, playing for Phil. So uh, that's something to to watch too, just to see what this Florida State, you know, team can do because got a lot to play for. Uh, the next game is the Purdue-Tennessee game. Uh, we got Carson Edwards, which – Purdue fans are very upset with us that we we dismissed the forty two point outing from Carson Edwards. I don't think we dismissed it; we just expected it, which we, is which yeah. says something to Carson Edwards how great. Yeah, he's been. and then now I expect him never to do that again. <laughs> now I expect him to to miss everything. Um, yeah, I mean, what, what what else you want me to say? He he was on fire. The game was over. Like it was, part of, part of why we dismissed it is because like he was they were so good. Purdue was so good. And they blew out Villanova so badly. I didn't even watch a lot of that game. Mm-hmm. Like I flipped it over, watched a little bit. I was like, oh, so Purdue's kicking ass. And then I moved on. And and Carson Edwards had a great game. But that's like a compliment, you know. <laughs> that's what I mean. That, yeah. that, the whole point it wasn't to dismiss. It was to say, as expected. As expected. Yeah, that's always Carson said. Edwards balls out. Carson Edwards. Uh, this is going to be a fascinating game, though. The question is. Is Admiral Schofield going to play in this game? Or is he going to sit himself out the entire game? <laughs> he takes a knee, <laughs> sits on the bench the entire just cheering so hard. He's like, Schofield, no fouls, uh, still no minutes. We're confused as to what he's doing, but apparently he said he wants to put the team first. <laughs> we have no idea what's going on. No. <laughs> the ultimate good guy, Admiral Schofield. I, I think the interesting part about this game is that both teams have sort of, as programs, have had it just hasn't quite worked out. You know what I mean? You would you would believe in a team, and then Robbie Hummel goes down at the barn. Right. You would believe in Tennessee to make around with Rick Barnes, and then Rick Barnes with Rick Barnes. So it, it, to have these teams playing each other, I think, is great because that means one of them has to win. So one of them will move on to, to get rid of some sort of ghost of the past or whatever it may be. Um, yeah, this is this is one of those games that feels like um, the you remember like when Wisconsin played Arizona and Sean Miller and Bo Ryan had it was twenty fourteen. And neither one of them had been to the the final four mm-hmm. and they were playing in the Elite Eight. Um, and it was like, oh, cool, someone's gonna finally get over the hump. That's how I kind of feel about this. I know Tennessee went to the Elite Eight in 2010. I tried to block it out in my mind. That was the last uh game. I actually didn't play in that game. You want to talk about leaving yourself out? I had my last game of my college career, I was in a hotel puking my guts out, watching us lose to Tennessee down the street. I went I went well, like the stomach flu or yeah, yeah. I, went, nerves? I traveled to St. Louis for the game. Okay. And then when I got there, I got like food poisoning or something. Oh my gosh. And then the day of the game, I was just in the hotel watching the game and as we were losing. But anyway, Tennessee beat us and then they went to the Elite Eight. That's that's the only Elite Eight appearance in Tennessee history. Purdue has not been to the Elite Eight since two thousand. They've not been to the Final Four since nineteen eighty. Um Matt Painter's never been to the Elite Eight. So these this is a matchup of like two programs, like you said, that have been very good uh for for a long time. They've had sustained excellence if you want to call it that or sustain mm-hmm. when it may be a step below excellence whatever it is they've been very good programs tier but two teams tier two teams mm-hmm. um and yeah the, the idea that one of them's definitely going to the lead eight and then probably playing virginia to go to the final four uh makes it very fascinating to me because it feels like someone's going to get over the hump 
but probably it's just going to be Dana Altman and Oregon going back to the final <laughs> four again and, and Bull Bull. I hope that it'll work. Throwing out. his cash in the air <laughs> yeah. as they're celebrating. And Avenetti's at the game yeah. <laughs> pointing at Bull Bull. There he is right there. He took the money. Uh, <laughs> Texas Tech, Michigan. We got that as the next game. This is a, a defensive this showdown. Is the, this is the yes. game I'm looking forward to the most. I, I, I love defense. Um I I also just really like both of these teams and the way they're constructed. They're 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 unapologetically college basketball teams. That's mm-hmm. what I like about them. I like watching North Carolina, um, especially with you. It makes it f- more fun when I watch with you. <laughs> um, Carolina plays like it, like Carolina embraces the the pace and and all that shit. And Duke does like Carolina Duke play like NBA teams, and it's fun to watch. It's obviously fun, but um, I, I Duke love, play is definitely like an like NBA. Like Duke's the Suns, an NBA they're team. the Phoenix Suns. But these teams that are like they're we const- don't have sets to shoot the ball. These teams that are constructed like they're unapologetically college. This is a game that NBA fans will watch. They will bitch about. It'll be a great, great, great college basketball game, and they will be like, "This is boring. This is college basketball." And and I will be like, "Yes, it is, bitch. I love this." So th- this is a game I'm looking forward. to. They're going to say, "Poor Jarrett Culver. Can they draw any sort of sets for him? This is embarrassing." But in reality, that's how Michigan and Texas Tech want to play. So th- those are all the Thursday games. Those are the four games. We have- I found this stat on Reddit, by the way. Someone someone sent it. Someone tweeted it at me, and then I I saw it. Uh, since since Texas Tech lost at Kansas on February 5th, Texas Tech has had the number one adjusted offense in the country. Texas Tech who also has had, over the entire course of the season, the number one defense in the country. Better than Gonzaga over yeah. that period of time. Wow. So, like, they are they have, like, the best, the hottest offense, and they've had the best defense all year. So that sounds like a pretty good basketball team to me. <laughs> and a pretty good <laughs> And they're coach. led by a guy who's, I don't know, I, I feel like I'm doing Dickie V thing where I'm making, um like, 35 guys top 10 picks, mm-hmm. but uh, Jared Culver is definitely a top 10 pick, right? He's got to be. I mean, he's, he's a lottery. Be. Show me pick. nine. Show me nine guys or ten guys better. Than the him. top ten thing is like if you just save yourself, just say, just say yeah. lottery because people don't even know when the lottery ends. They're like, I think it's around like yeah. fourteen, fifteen. <laughs> so if you just say lottery, everyone's like, yeah, could be a lottery. He's a top guy. thirteen pick for sure. Yeah, no question about <laughs> yeah, it, yeah. yeah, no question. The top about eleven it. talent, top thirteen. He's pick. gonna he's gonna technically go sixteenth, mm-hmm. but it's only because like a team traded down and threw some. Other, yeah, but. But he's going to go with the 10th pick, but go... <laughs> kind of reminds me of Terry Rozier when he went 16th, but everybody knew he was a top 11 player. Um, yeah. All right, Friday games. we got LSU-Michigan State. Uh, that is a game that is Nas Reed versus Nick Ward. Uh, if there was any... If I could go in, into the Sweet 16, if I'm like one game where there could be a brawl, Nas Reed yeah. versus Nick Ward. Yeah, yeah, Come on. Yeah. We can do it. You got Waters versus Winston. Yes. That's a great point guard matchup. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, this That's is... That's the basketball to watch. I won't read... Ward. I know people are listening to us and, and they want us to make picks. That's like, this is the time of year. You want picks. You want, tell me who to bet on. Tell me all that kind of shit. I, I really just can't do that. with any, it Really any of these, like Virginia is the only team I'm confident is going to win, which means, uh, I, I don't know if you knew you were aware of this. No one seed's ever lost to a 12 seed before. <laughs> so, uh, uh-oh. But, but, but no one seed has ever lost to a 16 seed and then lost to a 12 seed the next year. Has so a 12 be- seed being accused by the FBI? Okay, never mind. <laughs> never mind. Um, yeah, so, but what I was saying was uh, people want picks, Tate. They want us to, to say all this stuff. I, I really do not, uh, just look at all these games and just think, like, I have no idea what the fuck's going to happen. I, just I, know- I, I generally would not be surprised if LSU won by 20 or Michigan State won by 20 or came down to the buzzer. Like, it, that, I, that's what makes it so exciting is I, I, I honestly have no idea. And I know both of these teams well. And it's like, I could see, this is a classic either-or game. <laughs> it could go both ways. It could go either way. Uh, I will say, favored by six, Michigan State, which means Vegas has a little bit more faith in them than, say, I don't know, North Carolina-Auburn, which I think is a really interesting game because Carolina favored by five in that game. The over-under is like 163, something like that. Take the over mm-hmm. because Auburn-North Carolina, they're going to be, be jacking shots. And yeah. it's going to come down to, basically, the the question in basketball is who's wet. And if I think, Auburn uh, is shooting out of their yeah. A, you know, out of their ass. I mean, it's going to be one of those games where they could easily run Carolina out because they play a similar style. Uh, back to the LSU thing. One more thought. Um, that felt that feels to me like a game where something's going to catch up with either of those teams. Like for LSU, they've been playing well, but then they kind of let their foot off the gas, and at some point, mm-hmm. that pattern is going to come back to bite. At them. some point, to me, and Tom Izzo matters more than not having a coach. That's true as well. Yes, that's a great point. So, but at some point, Michigan State, Mister March. We'll Who's see. Mr. March? Uh, at some point, Michigan State, though, I've, 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 I, I know I'm a broken record with this all year, but it's like at some point you got to think that like their their talent 
disparity is going to come back to bite them. Like LSU is more talented than Michigan State, I think. Yes. Like the individual players. LSU talented. might be one of the most talented teams left. Right. As far and as so, look at the roster. I, I I've been I know I've been saying it all year, but I, I am cheering for Michigan State to to do good things. I've I I said Cassius Winston deserves all that. Uh, and and it's been a great year for Michigan State, but you just feel like at some point. They're going to come up to a point where it's like we have to have more talented players than the just Cassius Winston running the show and getting the ball to the right guys at the right spots. You have to have more than one guy who can create stuff. And um, I don't know if it's going to happen. I think it may show if if it's Waters and it's Smart, and they're both two guys that can you know make plays for themselves. And you had two guys on LSU that could do that against Cassius. Cassius can't carry this team all the way. Uh, We'll see what happens there. And then we got Virginia Tech Duke, which is Mm -hmm. a rematch of sorts. We got Justin Robinson. We got Zion back. So. That'll be if it turns into a three point contest. Yeah. I like Virginia Tech. Duke I'll favored by much. seven in that game. Um, it'll be I'll, I'll I'll be interested to see how Virginia Tech guards Duke. Um, whether you take the UCF blueprint and just don't guard Trey Jones or, or Jordan Goldwire and just completely stay off of them, or whether whether you're watching that uh, if you're Buzz Williams, you're watching that and you say that was a gimmick junk defense. We don't need gimmick junk stuff because we have a good team. We'll just beat them straight up. Um, I don't know. I don't know what the answer is, but it'll be fascinating to see what they do. I think Buzz Williams is the tape guy, guy that watches tape, guy that adjusts based on what he sees on the tape. I think he's going to watch what UCF did, what Dawkins did, and yeah. say, that's what we need to do against this team. And also, he finally has that guy that can go get a basket in Justin Robinson when they need one. Um, I don't know. I think Duke's going to do their best to get Blackshear in foul trouble. If they can get him in foul trouble, that yeah, opens yeah. the lane up for Zion, and then you know the rest is history. Yeah, I like Duke in that game. All right, anything else before we go? The Sweet 16 is here. It is here, Tate. The Sweet 16 is here. Before we go, I had I had this note. Uh, we have the Big Ten stat of the day. Share it. Courtesy of Brent Urena. Urena? I don't know how to pronounce his last name. Of Big Ten Network, uh, he, he tweeted the following. The ACC has a nation leading five Sweet 16 teams. Hmm. That's remarkable. Remarkable. <laughs> but also remarkable, all five have faced the lowest possible seed in the round of 32. And then he goes on to to say basically Duke played like every every ACC team has played has not played a good the highest seed that the ACC teams remaining have played are nine seeds and then he puts hashtag not being a Big Ten homer hashtag just pointing out facts so there's your Big facts. Ten stat of the day Big Ten teams are playing good teams ACC teams are not why is that, that that's the difference yep <laughs> why is, is it, that why is that it has nothing hmm. to do with the resume on the season or anything like that no oh is that how it's it just, works? <laughs> it's just just on the draw why is it that Ohio State <laughs> once again the lottery gets it, us explain to me how the ACC gets three one seeds and Ohio rabble, State got rabble, 11 rabble, rabble, it doesn't rabble, make rabble. any sense <laughs> why is it that? um all right that's all we got uh we'll be back we're, we're, when's the next pod we're doing we're back Friday night after all the Sweet 16 games when does Carolina play Carolina plays Friday at 7.30. Are we doing, uh, am I watching the game with you? No. I'm not? Prob- I mean, who knows? We probably we'll see. will. I mean, honestly, <laughs> probably not because Auburn, I'm scared of Auburn. So I might have to watch in the comfort of my you don't own wanna, home by myself. You don't want to break the curse though? Like, wouldn't that be? I don't even, I don't want to test the curse. But I'm saying, I, I want to break the curse, but I don't want to test the curse. Well, if we're going to the final four together. So we're going, if Carolina makes I'm the final fi- four, we're Carolina going to makes, have to watch the game If Carolina the makes game the together. final four, to me, that is a successful season. I don't have to win every time I get to the final four. I just need 21. 21 Final Fours. That would, that's what also, would we be. know you only need to get so far away from them. You could find that much space in a stadium. Yeah, give me, give me the Final Four. Oh, you just and then we'll, a, well, I'll test the curse of the Final Four. I just want to get to the Final see, Four. See, in my mind, you want to test the curse now because like, Auburn— Because then I don't get to the Final Four. That's the thing. But if you, if, if, you, if you beat Auburn while watching it with me, the curse is dead, and then now you can progress. You don't have to worry about like whether Kentucky's a problem or Virginia. People or forget or, that in 2017, we were doing a little podcast called Teed Up, and guess what happened? North Carolina won the national championship. Did it's, I watch the game with you though? Exactly. As I'm saying, it's happened before. No, I didn't. Oh yeah, I was at the game. That's right. Yeah, I was. <laughs> that's the point. Exactly. So the te- so exactly. So we definitely can't watch. That's, <laughs> that's, that's further proof. Uh, if if Roy makes a Final Four, I was I was thinking about this the other day. Um, is he the best coach in college basketball? If Roy wins, yes. I'm. I, I guess you're not the resume one. Resume wise, you're not the one. Yes. I, I should have the conversation. You may not with. say best in game coach. Resume wise, yes. You're not the one that had the conversation with. Uh, you're a little biased, but um, I was I was crunching the numbers. I was looking over everything. I think Roy might have a shot at. Calm down. Keep it in your pants. Uh, I will entertain discussions of Roy Williams being the greatest coach ever if he wins another title. I will entertain it. I will not say he is. I will entertain it. That's all I'm saying. And that that was surprising to me as like. 
of course he is, but um, of course he's really good. But then I started like really looking at everything and, and look at really those win percentages. Yeah, those win percentages. Look and, at that uh, tournament resume and everything he did at Kansas. He's been at Carolina as long as he's at Kansas now, right? Exactly. I think it's like 50-50 split. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I don't know. And that 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 that, that was interesting to me. You Very know what else interesting. is interesting? If Calipari goes to UCLA. Then he mm-hmm. can do what Roy's doing, which is I got two blue bloods to be dominant. You know what I mean? That, that is the part of of Roy Williams that you know a lot of people don't talk about. It's like I did. I went to Kansas after a scandal, made him great. Didn't win a title, but made him great. Went to North Carolina after Matt Darty, basically a scandal, made him great. Won three titles. So, Coach Calipari go to UCLA after mm. a lot of. Things I think going I think Cal's got to win another one at Kentucky. Yeah, he's got. Was it strive for nine? Yeah, I think I think the 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 fact that Cal has won one title at Kentucky. Is something that people will look back on and as somehow a black mark in twenty years and just be like, "How the hell did that happen? That he only won one title?" And you, you put the list of all the, especially as the guys he sent to the NBA, like finish out their NBA careers and are going to the Hall of Fame and all that stuff. And you, you're like, he had all of those guys come through and he won one title, yeah, and it was with like with Michael K. Gilchrist, with, yeah, <laughs> with Marcus <laughs> Teague as a point guard, <laughs> like what? Yeah, Jeff Teague's little brother, that was the point guard. That and was the team he won the title. Everyone's with? gonna piece it together that it was like John Wall was the point guard, Anthony Davis. Davis was yeah, it. right, right. Boogie and Anthony Davis played together. Towns was all the yeah <laughs> Towns out there. coming off the bench. And Booker was <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah. no. You had Michael Gilchrist. Jamal Murray was the ninth man. He right. only played eight minutes a game. Um, yeah, I don't know. All right, Sweet Sixteen's happening. We'll be back Friday. Uh, have good luck to all the teams. I, I think the games are going to be. I really do think they're going to be awesome. And I'm not just saying that because I want them to be awesome. I I um I don't know. I, I no, nothing will surprise me with this. All we we have the Sweet Sixteen that we wanted last year. We were, you and I were kind of pumping the brakes on the Loyola stuff and the uh, uh UMBC stuff because uh we wanted to see good games and we said we just want the best teams. Like I don't mind underdogs making it. Like, Oregon's a great example. Oregon's an underdog, but, like, they've won 10 straight. They're hot. They play in a power kind of, all that kind of stuff. I don't think it's a fluke that Oregon's winning. Um, I just don't like when teams, like, it feels a little fluky, and then you, they, you get to the Sweet 16, they have to play, like, a real team, and they get crushed. And it's like, well, it was it was a fun little run, but you wasted my time. The happy-to-be-here team. Yeah, I don't want a happy-to-be-here team. Mm-hmm. I want a team that can actually compete, and uh, we have that with every single team in this tournament, and I'm excited to see what happens. So we'll be back Friday. Thanks again to Sonos Beam. Meet Sonos Beam, the smart compact soundbar for your TV, a newest addition to the easy-to-use home sound system. I love my Sonos Beam. Can't deny it. Go to Sonos.com to learn more and order your Beam today. That's S-O-N-O-S.com. Sonos!